Added Time is sponsored by Bank of Ireland, who are giving their place on the Leinster jersey to the Irish Heart Foundation for a day in support of the CPO for Schools programme. The championship is here, Pat. It's very exciting. Extremely exciting. Uh, anybody that tunes in for our other sports will have noticed during the week that we put out a podcast earlier in the week dealing with the uh, Champions Cup uh, rugby final and the cricket test uh, out in Malahide. Hopefully, although I'm looking out at the grey skies here, and it may not. Uh, you may have to do a lot of podcast listening before you see any cricket out there uh, this weekend. But uh, the GA Championships are exploding into life this weekend, and we have assembled our our best men for it. Our crack team are here. Well, two of them are in the studio, and one of them's out west. Sean Moran and Ian O'Reardon are in studio with us. Thanks com- for coming in, lads. Thanks, Malachi. Yeah. So it begins. Good to be here, Malachi. Indeed, Pat as well. And uh, Keith Huggins with us uh, on the line from uh, the sunny uh, west of Ireland, I guess, Keith, is it? It is, yeah. 25 degrees, <laughs> blue skies, as usual. Well, we'll get straight straight into it, lads. Uh, we'll start with the football. We'll get, it to get to the hurling a bit later on. John, um, I guess the eternal question with the football championship is, you know, we start use Dublin as a starting point always. They're going for four in a row. Are they any way vulnerable now compared to what they were in other years? I think they probably are. I think any team that's going for a four in a row is is vulnerable in the sense that they were a lot done at that point, and it's a it's a historical mark to hit. Only three other teams have done this in the history of the GA, and no one's gone beyond it. So there is that uh, hanging over them. In terms of team evolution, the team that broke through in twenty eleven um, is beginning to move on now. Mm. You have the uncertainty over whether Jim Connolly will will play this this season and people have always referenced the second half of the All-Ireland final last year to show what impact that might have on on Dublin. A number of new players are coming through the the system. So, yeah, I think there's there's a vulnerability there in the sense that when you look at Dublin and Dublin's run over the last uh, 3 3 years and this decade in general, what they what they have done is They've won very well, obviously, in, in Leinster, but their their big matches often there hasn't been much in them, and, and you know it's a it's a tribute to them. They win tight tight matches, but you know it also makes any team vulnerable. Indeed, Ian, what do you make of them? Um, they uh, they they won this league. Uh, I don't know if they ever looked all that mad impressive, and yet maybe we just have the bar too high for them uh, for for what they do. Um, because they were they, they were never particularly in trouble. No, um, and I certainly think Galway. Uh, I mean, remember talking to Damien Comer afterwards. I mean, you know, attitudes and maybe some of the opposition have changed now. They do think they can actually beat Dublin. Well, I mean, it's one, one thing to sort of say it, and another thing to do it. But I also think, like for what it's worth, I've been kind of out and about the last few weeks. I've probably been to over uh, over 200 championship launches at this stage where you know they roll out <laughs> players and managers and this kind of thing. I'm sure they're delighted to see you every time. <laughs> but I've definitely noticed a little bit of a shift in in attitudes towards Dublin um, with the possible exception I mean I, 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 I'm almost afraid to bring it up but John Evans the Wicklow manager now Wicklow play awfully and they the winners of that will play Dublin and he compared he, he compared it to facing a firing squad um, in other words but you, but you die fighting I think he got his metaphors a bit mixed up there that's but, not the John Evans <laughs> I know um, and he also said it was like swatting a fly with a sledge I assume he meant sledge <laughs> sledge hammer but other than that I thought people like Andy McEntee um, and even I mean 
you know, there, there is a sense there, Keane O'Neill and Kildare. Now, I know they, Kildare, Kildare don't have a great league, but they look at Dublin now and they definitely, they definitely see them as a, a realistic target to at least challenge them, um, perhaps not beat them. But certainly, I think that's, that's the feeling I get. And then you go, you, go, you go down to, obviously, out west. We all know what Mayo think. And, um, I, mean, I mean, Ulster have to kind of, I mean, Tyrone have to kind of reinvent themselves as well. But I certainly think, I mean, Sean mentioned that invincibility. I don't think that's as, 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 as apparent as it was maybe in other years with Dublin. Mm. Um, Keith, maybe... Two of the counties that think that they can do have a puncher's chance against Dublin are playing on Sunday, Mayo and Galway. Which of them do you imagine getting closer to the Dubs this season? Um, I don't know. I think they could they could both potentially trouble Dublin in in different ways. Um, you know, I think the thing about Dublin is that they've just They've moved away over the last couple of seasons from that sort of high-octane, all-attacking team that just used to blitz teams um, with with a bombardment of scores. And they play a much more measured and kind of cagier game now. And I don't think they're as interested in, 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 in piling scores onto onto the scoreboard, but they have this they have this innate belief in themselves, just this this absolute conviction that they're going to come out the right side of, of close games. And... That's worked for them so far. The question is whether the other challengers like Mayo remains to be seen if Galway um, are going to be um, a challenger at the latter at the latter stages of the championship. I think Sunday will 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 will, will tell a fair bit about that. But certainly Mayo, uh, Kerry, Tyrone, can they kind of match that sort of um, that 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 mental self belief as well as obviously the the tactical and physical elements required on the pitch when when. Um, when, when they get their opportunity to play to play against Dublin. That belief is a big part of it, I think. I, I remember Philly McMahon saying at one point last year, he was talking about uh, that like when, you know the way like they, they play um, so much injury time in games now, you know, games routinely go to 75, 76 minutes. And I thought it was an interesting line from him, whether it was rehearsed or being drilled in from, from uh, team meetings or whatever. His line was, you know, we want those games to go to 80 minutes. We want more time in these games. And they're, you, you can absolutely sense that off them when they're playing, you know, that the, they want to keep going and keep going and keep going, whereas other teams, when it gets to that point, you know, they're hanging on. They're, they're trying to, <laughs> try, waiting for the line for, for, for grim death. Yeah, because they, 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 they've come to assume and presume that when it comes to those minutes that, uh, that the opposition will in some way crumble. Mm. And will in some way make a mistake, and I, you know, it's it's a sort of a, you see it in all sports. Just teams acquire that for a little while, and it's a kind of a, it's a kind of a magic that you develop. But it is, it it can wear off. But it 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 depends on, uh, it depends on on the other team, sort of not blinking basically in those in those minutes. Yeah, Keith's right. I mean, you've seen it with all the great teams. You think of, you think of the All Blacks and even. Dare I say the Irish rugby team to some extent? You know they always even go back to the Wales game this year. The last the dying minutes, they they just felt they were going to win that game. But I agree with Keith as well, and that it, it, that's when the opposition, if they really believe they can take Dublin down in those last few minutes, and and we haven't really seen that yet. I mean, the league final, Galway were there at thereabouts last ten minutes, and they fell away. And um, I still think, you know, you asked a question about Kerry last year, the last one of the last teams to beat them as well. I mean, have they has they have they pushed on from from last year? Mm. Probably not. I think an important point of what's facing Dublin 
is the, the structure of the championship as well. When history looks back on this Dublin team, obviously the All-Irelands are the headline achievements, but their achievement in the league is really unprecedented yeah. in terms of the you know the number of titles won, the level of performance, the tempo they're able to maintain during, you know, even an obscure match in, in, in February. And that, I think, has equipped them for those tight finishes. They always deliver a certain level of performance and although Ian's right that maybe the, you know, the, the flamboyant high-scoring wins aren't as great as they used to be, the fact remains that Dublin will play their game and if a team either loses its footing or isn't quite on its, on its game, they will get beaten very heavily and that's, you know, it happened, it does happen in the league every year. Some team is just isn't right on the day. We saw with Kerry and Crow Park this year, you know, and Dublin have a, have a big win. But Sean, um, this this year, uh, Daryl Shea made a comment in his um, in his column this week that the championship is largely shadow boxing until we get to the Super Eights on Saturday, um, or sorry, Sunday, the Mayo Galway game. Is this is there going to be a lot of hitting in a game that doesn't really amount to much in the actual narrative of the summer ahead? Well, I, I think the evidence of provincial championships during the qualifier era since 2001 is that where there is an actual rivalry, a high level uh, rivalry, an elite rivalry within a province, that the provincial matches are by and large played for real. I mean, we think of our man Tyrone, you know, a decade Mm -hmm. ago, uh, Cork and Kerry at their their best. Uh, Defeat in those matches is isn't regarded as fatal, obviously, because it's, it, it's not. But it's something that teams like to avoid. And the interesting situation we have, not just this weekend, but probably looking at the provincial championships in general, is that that one big box office event in the provincial championships is taking place in, in Connacht on the, on the first weekend. It's very hard to think of another pairing that can happen in the provinces this summer that would have the same same impact and I think a certain um, I won't say mean spiritedness but an edge has developed between Mayo and Galway as well and it was visible in their league match uh, in That's February That's very polite of you Sean I saw mean spiritedness Yes now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm aware of, of the legal implications <laughs> of what we might say here but I think it's clear that Mayo are probably uh, smarting a little bit uh, Galway have beaten them, you know, twice already this year. And I think there will be an edge to it. I think it's also important to understand that uh, I I agree with Dara. I'm not sure it's hugely different. The last eight was always the target for teams, getting to August as it was then. Uh, And for both of these teams, I think qualifying for uh, for the round robin in, in, in the quarterfinals is paramount and obviously the easiest way to do that is to win the province so there are implications for what happens on Sunday Keith as, a, as an Ulsterman your ears will have pricked up at Sean's blithe dismissal there of the Monaghan Tyrone match as a, as a big game in early summer but it's, uh, it's, 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 it's not an unreasonable point. Like, you know, we, we expect Mayo and Galway to possibly, well, I don't know about Galway, to be honest, but we expect them to be around maybe in the, in the All-Ireland semi-finals. I don't know if, if, if there are, are real Ulster contenders this year. For the All-Ireland semi-finals? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Tyrone are. I think Tyrone are... Um, you know, I certainly expect Tyrone and, and I think Galway Mayo to be there in the Super 8s. 
pro- probably Monaghan as well. Um, but I mean, go, going back to the to the I suppose the relevance of the provincial championships, I do think you know they are sort of deep rooted in in sort of you know in in the pattern of the championship, mm. and it's probably going to take a few years of this new structure before they before that that sort of relevance begins to to shift a little bit. And I feel that you know once these games start, you know Tyrone Monaghan, Galway Mayo on Sunday, uh, Fermanagh Armagh in in um, in Brewster Park. I think once the ball is thrown up for those games, like everything else falls away, and all that they'll be concentrating on is well, how much they dislike each other, yeah, how much they want to beat each other. In fact, know? it's a very fair point, and 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 it is a trap that that I clearly just fell into there. In in as much as sitting here at the start of the championship talking about the end of it, when the end of it is like months away, and that these games, especially especially in that Ulster Championship, for all that the the quality and the and the sort of national threat of Ulster teams over the past few years, I think, has waned. Like, it's still a very balanced Ulster Championship up there. Like, the, there is no obvious winner in the in the first four fixtures. Yeah, I think the other thing about Ulster is that it the level of competition is is high now on, on a broader basis, but you're probably missing those kind of top counties mm. that would threaten all Ireland's. Um, I agree with Keith. I mean, Tyrone aren't a million miles from that. But realistically, I mean, Tyrone haven't even been in an All-Ireland final for 10 years. Monaghan haven't been in the semi-final for 30 years. So, you know, it, it, it it's running the line from the teams to what is possibly going to happen. I accept your point that we're only in May. Let's not mm. talk about uh, early September. But um, definitely in Ulster... I think Monaghan Throne is an unfortunate example in the sense that it's it seems to be a fixture with two different characteristics. Uh, one is in Ulster and one is on the the, the bigger stage. Yeah. Monaghan have had success uh, in Ulster, but not in in, in Croke Park, and and that's a context. Mm. Ian and Kerry have gone out of their way during the league to blood young players. We know they're extremely talented. Is it too soon for them to launch an All-Ireland assault yeah, this year? Yeah, good question. I mean, Kerry are, Kerry are in a strange position now because uh, I think more than any, I mean, I'd like maybe a bit like Kilkenny or, or, or they don't really use that word, you know, evolution or transli- transition or whatever, but there's no doubt they are in transition. And it's one of the th- it, was one of the, it was one of the briefs given to Eamon Fitzmaurice was to bring in, you know, to develop these younger players, which we all know they have a, they have a, they, they, they have a herd of right now. Um, I remember asking Paul Ganey a couple of weeks ago, what, you know, how would he, how would he, Feel about playing with uh, with David Clifford, and you, and you could just see him, bright, you know, brightened up, get excited, and you, you put Kieran Donnelly into that mix. I mean, there's there's, there's got to be a new dynamic in that in that Kerry team this year that we haven't seen before. Forget about James O'Donoghue, former Footballer of the Year. I mean, what's what's he going to bring back into it? So, it's really hard to know with Kerry. Um, I mean, they'll they'll win Munster handy enough, and I think of all the provinces, Munster just doesn't really excite anymore. I mean, it's you know, it's 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 a pity really, but like um, I mean, you go back to the provinces, you're right. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Donegal, Cavan, mm. on. on Sunday, and I was actually going to ask Keith, does you know any shortcuts to Bally Buffet? Because it, it feels a long way out there. It feels like another world up there. Start at Greenland, <laughs> but this is this is a game that both those teams will be absolutely, completely, you know, intent on winning. And you know, Donegal's home record and Cavan, Cavan, you know, both going in opposite direction in the league. Cavan promoted, Donegal coming down. So I mean, that's a game that could, could absolutely go either way. And and the last thing they'll be thinking of is is Super Eights or or, or championships. I don't think you have that in Munster though. I think Kerry, unless unless 
unless Tip do something incredible or Cork really get their get their house together. Um, but but I mean again, I think we're probably getting ahead of ourselves here. Like I mean, there are some there are some big games ahead, and I, I and again going back to the the Leinster Championship, which kicks off this weekend. You know, we're talking to the Leash manager as well, John John Sugru, and he was saying like I mean, it's a massive competition for them just to just to even get to a Leinster final. I mean, they, that would be a huge achievement for Leash. Um, Carlo looking to looking to press on as well. Kildare obviously, so uh, it's. Um, it's a pity in some ways that the Super 8 has already kind of taken taken attention. And if you look at the TV scheduling this year, it kind of reflects that as well. There's a huge shift towards the latter end of the championship as if these games don't really matter anymore. And I think uh, I think it's possibly a mistake for the GA not to be showing more of these games live. Well, it just means that people will check the Irish Times for uh, to get information on their games that they're not going to be able to see on the TV. So uh, we're obviously in favour of it here. Sean, just uh, sticking with Kerry for a little bit. Um, I don't know. Almost any other team, fair enough, uh, backbone by uh, a heap of minor All-Irelands in a row, but um, throwing a crowd of young lads into championship, which is what we sort of presume they will do, like we, we kind of presume that that they'll give, could be anything up to five, six, seven championship debuts across the summer. Um, you wouldn't necessarily think that that's a recipe, but but because it's Kerry, you kind of go, well, they could do it. They could they could find something out of somewhere. Well, I suppose there's there's two aspects to it. I mean, one is that they've had this remarkably f- fertile phase at minor level, uh, w- winning all Irelands, and uh, uh, they seem to have as a as a policy decided not to throw them in imme- immediately you know like it's it's four years now since the first of those minor All-Ireland winning teams but the team is also the previous team is also a- ageing and people have, have retired so time is to introduce these players now I think this has probably coincided uh, with a, a good time from Kerry's point of view I think I think the the Super 8s uh, will suit a team like that in, mm. in evolution mm. because the, there will be a kind of a greenhouse effect of playing three uh, high-pressure matches. Um, when you consider the trajectory Kerry used to have to maintain through through the championship, you know, a Munster championship where, as we've said, you know, the decline of Cork has, has taken that element of competition out of it. I mean, we remember, um, you know, uh, two two years ago how they, they played... Tipperary twice and Clare twice to get to an All Ireland mm. semi final. At least the the new system means these eight teams, you know, they go to the line and they'll play their three matches before going to the All Ireland semi final. And I think that process might well help Eamon Fitzmaurice to forge a team, you know, in in high tempo championship surroundings where he might have had that opportunity under the old system. Uh, Keith, I, I, I might ask this to the three of you uh, as we as we wrap this up. Um, I'd say everybody has maybe the same same six of the of the Super Eight. You probably have you Dublin, Mayo, Galway, Kerry, Tyrone, um, Monaghan, maybe Monaghan. After that, are there who who are the bolters? Does anybody have um, somebody to to fill out the, those other two spots? We'll start with you, Keith. Maybe maybe Tipperary will make a run. Mm. Um, it, it is hard. It is hard to 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 look past those sort of you know the, the, the eight sort of well yeah the sort of sort of strongest teams on 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 sort of form and paper. But yeah, I mean Tip, Tipperary seem to be the kind of team to me that just just have the uh, 
the attacking potential to 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 to, to trouble teams. So they may be one. Yeah, I'd I'd wonder. I I think Kildare didn't have as bad a league as it looked in the end. You know, they 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 ended up losing every game, but they really could have won each of the first four of them. And I think their heads probably went a little bit after that. They get to a Leinster final. They're only one win away from from the Super Eights. Now look, they were only one win away last year, and they couldn't beat uh, Jamie Clark. So uh, who knows where where that'll go? But Kildare, I guess, w- would yeah. have a bit of a chance. I fancy Armagh as well up in Armagh. Ulster. Now, no, yeah. they've got a tough side. They've got the tough end of the draws, and they'll face Tyrone Monaghan in, in the semi final if they get that far. But they're definitely a team going in the right direction. And um, like, okay, they've lost obviously Jamie Clark this year, but they're a team who I think will will go the distance mm. in, in terms of longevity. I, I think. Um, Maybe the the opposite that we could see this time for the first. You, you've never seen the the eight first division teams make it to the the, the quarterfinals. Now, depending how you configure them, whether it's the two that got relegated yeah. this year or yeah. Roscommon and Cavan who, who, who are going up, um, I think that these teams are all are all fa- fairly practiced. I, I agree with Keith about Tipperary. I think you know uh, Tipperary's scoring stats in, in, in Division Two were, were 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 very impressive, but they've got this really difficult six day turnaround. If they're to beat Waterford, they play Cork six, six days later, and they're they're fuming over that, and, and probably rightly so. Uh, so. Look, the point about bolters, I suppose, is we don't we, we don't really <laughs> anticipate them, and uh, uh, I, I'm I'm not I'm not sure I I, I can find one. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, listen, that we will uh, take a little break and then be back with the hurling. Added time is sponsored by Bank of Ireland, proudly supporting the Irish Heart Foundation and its CPO for Schools program, equipping secondary school teachers and students with the skills to save lives. To support the programme, text 4HEART to 53000 to donate €4. Euro. In the Irish Times weekend, author and psychologist Steve Bidloff offers advice on rearing boys to become well-adjusted young men. Circa Pollock meets the families who have lost loved ones to cycling, the healthy pastime that is fraught with danger. And ahead of the Champions Cup final, Jerry Thornley and Gavin Comiskey believe Leinster will reign in Spain. The Irish Times weekend, your weekends in good hands. The Hurling Championship kicks off this weekend, of course, with uh, two games in the Leinster Championship, uh, I will be at both of them, it turns out. Uh, Tullamore tomorrow for Offaly Galway and then Parnell Park on Sunday for Dublin Kilkenny. Um, Sean, this is something something interesting about the Hurling Championship. You, you, the consensus this year seems to be, you know, it's a very open field and, and uh, there's no really sort of outstanding candidate. But I was wondering really how... how Deep the field is really every time. Every time people talk about it, God, it's a really open championship. It, we seem to find ourselves, you know, it narrows down to the same old, uh, same contenders by the end. Like, is is it really that open? I think it's open in the sense that uh, in in the past, since Kilkenny stopped winning routinely, mm. uh, the All Ireland champions uh, haven't. Haven't been as impressive the following year. I think that that was contributes to an open right. championship because, you know, during the the heyday of Kilkenny, where you had uh, two in a rows and four in a rows, uh, it 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 was very much the champions were the the, the champions. But there, you know, there were signs with you know Tip in twenty sixteen ended up not having the best of years. We wait to see how Galway have 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 weathered their 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 year, and I suppose in fairness to them, it's tricky because of the new system. You know that we we don't we won't really know. We'll have a good idea after a couple of weeks of the of the, of the round robin. But I think I I think it's open in the sense that if you look at the Munster Championship, that round robin, I mean, 
no one really knows who's going to be the top three or, or the, the the bottom two. Leinster's more, more more predictable, but not anywhere as predictable as it was 10, 15 years ago. So, yeah, yeah. you know, be grateful. I think the one thing, the one thing for me, Malachi, is being out again, being out on the kind of the, you know, the dictaphone tour, talking talking <laughs> to players, and you know, had Joe Canning this week, Alan Cadigan, Lee Chin. I mean, the players can't wait for this new round robin format, and in, in, sorry, in Munster and, and Leinster, obviously, like they're just they're relishing in it, they're all excited by it, and um, and I think you know, in, in the past, I mean, the, 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 the number of games per per week, so it was like, it was almost like an Olympic cycle. It was just dragged on you know, for the amount of training they did. So. I think I think, and even whether it's four games in a row, like Rex would have that really tough four games in a row. But I I just think the players can't wait, and it's really injected. I think a new a new level of excitement. But like Sean, we don't know. It's very difficult to predict who's going to come out. But that that's exactly what you want. It is a massive change. In fairness, I, I did looked at some stats last week. Like Wexford played four games in fifty six days in last year's championship. Yeah. That was their whole yeah. championship, yeah. and now they have four games in twenty days. Yes, yeah. You know, and it's yeah. a massive change. And you're talking to the players, and they've they're they're almost it's they've stepped up. I mean, players are talking about taking the Monday off work or whatever they do. Now Lee Chin is actually a full time earlier as it turns out but I mean literally to, to, to recover and it's it's it goes to show it's going to be very demanding and much more so than football now it'll come down to, to panels but uh, it's exciting but I, I still think you know when you look at Leinster I mean if, you, if you're reading funny read Jackie Tyrrell today we all kind of thought maybe Dublin might have a, have a sneaking shot but he's, he reckons they're a million miles away from Leinster so Leinster might go along expected lines but Munster certainly I think is, is possibly more difficult to predict than it's ever been Keith, before we come back to uh, Munster, Galway have basically had two must-win games this year in the league and they lost them both. We we get the impression that they've wintered well. But having said that, they are also coming into, as Ian says, a Leinster Championship that where they're going to get four games to get up to speed. Uh, do you uh, envisage them getting up to speed and having a proper attempt at re- retaining their crown? Yeah, I think it'd be pretty shocking if they didn't. You know, I think they played that... Uh, that game against against Limerick and Pierce Stadium, um, and obviously they, they they lost that game. Um, I think they were eight points up in the first half, and as Michal Donahue said, Limerick just showed more more desire in 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 the second half, and just kind of sucked them into a fight that they weren't really um, mentally ready for, and they got squeezed out, and, and that was that was I suppose a little bit of a setback. I'm not sure how devastated they were about not getting promoted back to uh, back to the top tier in the league, um, and they've had a lot of time since then to 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 set about preparing for this. So, yeah, I expect you will see um, you'll see a championship ready uh, Galway over the next couple of weeks. You're kind of going to have to because their their Leinster championship is okay. So they play awfully tomorrow, uh, and then they've they, they've the following weekend off but then they have Kilkenny on a Sunday and Wexford the following Saturday in Wexford Park Sean like that's you know that's six days that, that'll we'll know after that how ready they are or how, yeah. how well they're going that's true I mean when this system was floated I was surprised as I think a good number of people were about the fact that they're introducing the round robin at the wrong end of the summer, that football seems to have it right, the top teams are going to play each other uh, in, uh, later in, in the summer. But in fact, it's really reinvigorated the provincial championships. You know, instead of these kind of straggling matches where people get picked off and dispatched down the qualifier route, you're going to have a kind of a you know a good rhythm of matches. Um, and you're, you're dead right, yeah, Galway, because there have to be a question marks. So I know Galway 
won both league and all Ireland from Division One B last year, and maybe they consider that a plan for the for, for the future. But uh, I, I think as well, probably the amount they put into last year, winning both. Um, and then celebrating uh, the, the All Ireland after twenty nine years probably required a bit of uh, of downtime. But now it's 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 for for real. Now they have the advantage uh, for the first time uh, in ages of playing a big match at home. You know they have Kilkenny in in, in Salt Hill, uh, but in a way they're sort of matches Kilkenny like too. So you you, <laughs> you, you, you it will be a big test uh, for them if it goes very well. I think. You, you have maybe a slight issue of of, of dead rubber at, at the end of it because Dublin go to Salt Hill at the very end. Mm. If Galway have qualified for a Leinster final by then, will they put out their best team? And this oh, could have be, a there'll be war in Offaly. Yeah, I, be I, war but that's the, yeah. But there is that that, <laughs> that, that possibility. Because there's a relegation. I, yeah, but well, this is it. That this that arguably yeah. the biggest match in the whole uh, yeah. provincial round robin uh, is Dublin and Offaly. Yeah. To decide who June won't third, be in the McCarthy yeah. Cup next, next yeah, year. That's in June the third. That's a, that's yeah. an enormous game, a really enormous game. Yeah. Like on the Galway thing as well, by the way, Sean. Put that. I put that question to Joe Canning. Like you mentioned, like the twenty nine years and all the celebration. Will there be an All Ireland hangover in Galway? And I, I actually thought he was going to punch me in the face. You know, like <laughs> he just looks like no. I think I think Galway are definitely. I think more than any other team. I and mean, we all know Tip have. You know, have failed to you know do put the, put the put the back to backs, but I think I think Galway more than any other team are absolutely primed to go to go to go again. And uh, if anything, Joe, Joe, I got the impression from Joe Canning that they're going they're going to even be stronger than last year. As soon as you've brought up Tipperary, there, thanks for that, Ian, and bad memories and all that. Uh, have, have Tipperary have, for the second year in a row have suffered a kind of a catastrophic, really league final defeat last year? was the hiding at the hands of Galway but this year was almost as bad because it showed up lots of cracks in a team that we didn't think were there the full back line looked in trouble Yes, yeah. Um, Tipper, my Tipper, my favourites for the All Ireland, by the way. But uh, I think, yeah, you're right. There was, there was, a, they had, they. It looked like they timed their league run really well. And again, we're talking to players, and they were saying that maybe last year they'd overtrained, they'd done too much to go, to go, you know, on the on the back of the All Ireland win in in in, in 2016. Whereas this year they might have they might have paced themselves a bit better. And then, yeah, they were they were well off the pace in uh, against against Kilkenny. Again, we'll see. It goes back to how the round robin will suit them, and they certainly you'd expect them. To make a monster final, it will come close, and after that, then it depends. But uh, I certainly think uh, it has that has put more question marks in their head now. You know, in in defence especially, and but I do think as well. I mean, there's so many players to come back, and I mean, we, again, we're talking to Jason Ford during the week, and you, you know, you put you put a, a Seamus Callanan back in that team, and you wonder, like, you know, will, will Jason Ford even get his place? Like, you know, so it's 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 an, it's a, it's a kind of a good dilemma for for McRyan but um, Tip definitely probably a bit more unknown than they have been in the last couple of years just in terms of have they, have they, got, the, have they got the artillery to match the, uh, the Kilkenny's and, and Galway right now It's an interesting side of it for Tip because the, I, I remember watching was it their league final one, one of the games anyway or, or one of the games maybe the semi-final where you know the, this is before uh, so Callanan hadn't come back Bubbles was on his way back but they still had John McGrath Noel McGrath and Jason Ford. And, you know, the thought struck that there's absolutely no way that Mick Ryan's ever going to pick a team with Callan and Bubbles, the two McGraths, and Jason Ford on it. Like, he's just never, probably never going to do that. And on one level, you're kind of going, well, that's a shame. But on the other level, what what better structure for him than a round-robin game uh, tournament yes. where they need where there's four games in five weekends uh, and he's going to need he's going to need that that level and that's a that's a level of of scoring talent Sean that that other teams just don't have 
Yeah, they have the most impressive artillery of, of of the teams. Their problems are really in the you know in the back the back eight, back nine even because they have a new goalkeeper uh, th- this year, uh, which you know can create pressure points as well for for, for a team. Uh, it, I I got the sense that as Pat says that you know coming out of the the league final, um, there's a whole heap of, of of problems going into the championship as well as the psychological one that. They need is really to beat Kilkenny in in that match. I mean, Kilkenny are clearly in in transition, and Tipperary needed to needs to beat them in a big match, which they haven't done since the All Ireland final of, of, of two two years ago. And uh, you know, it's a very dicey start for Tip. They go to the Gaelic grounds, play a resurgent uh, Limerick. You lose your first match, and suddenly, you know, the whole landscape looks different. Keith, another slight switch of provinces there. Um, what Sean mentions, Kilkenny. Um, I was surprised when we were doing some Vox Pops here during the week at the lack of people who are tipping Kilkenny to win All-Ireland. They're, they've just won a league very impressively. They have a lot of players to come back. Um, why are we underrating the perennial and serial winners in Kilkenny so much? Um, I'm not sure that they're, being, that they're being underrated. I think most people probably expect them to be in or around the last four, nonetheless, and once Kilkenny, once Kilkenny get to that point... You know, with Brian Cody on the sideline, they can always act on muscle memory. And I, I do think that maybe perceptions have changed as well since uh, since the league final. I mean, the other consequence for Tipperary of of of, of losing another final was that they lost to the Kilkenny and that they 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 sort of hastened the Kilkenny revival. Um, and you could just you could just sense afterwards that that Kenny Kilkenny felt that um, you know. They're they're just back on track. Um, I don't know. I I I wasn't. I didn't get the feeling that people were uh, people were sort of dismissing their their their, their chances this year. It's a, they're they're a, a little bit like what we were saying about Kerry earlier in the football league. Like you you kind of look at them and go, well, God, they have they have a lot of younger guys around that team now. You know the the. I guess they probably have maybe four championship debuts, you know, which is not. Kilkenny don't tend to do that sort of all at once, um, and yet it's Kilkenny, so you kind of go, should they, they, they could be well fit for it. Yeah, I think of all the teams during the league, I saw Kilkenny and Wexford probably more than anyone's for some reason, and and Kilkenny's graph or projection was extremely consistent. They got better and better at every game, and we saw that in the league final. Uh, every player seemed to set. <laughs> and their they position. had to because I was at their game against Clare, and they couldn't have got yeah. any, they couldn't have got any worse. True, true. I mean, they lost <laughs> the first two games. Now they've now won was it six six on the trot, um, and I think they're gonna they're gonna get better again over the summer. And you know, people talk about the change in style, but it, it is very evident. Like you know, they 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 seem to tapped or cracked that whatever sweeper system that they came up against the last couple of years so yeah I'm surprised too that Kilkenny haven't been haven't been sort of highly highlighted as much for an all an outright All-Ireland but I think most teams will will fear playing them and I think more, no more than Dublin on, on Sunday in Parnell Park I mean again reading Jackie Tyrrell today he's probably right maybe maybe we've got a little bit over over excited by Dublin's prospects and it could be it could be a bit of an eye opener for them on Sunday Keith, the, the sort of the, the others, uh, I, I hesitate to call them also runs because you can't really do that. Um, but I'd say Waterford, Wexford, Cork, Limerick, who um, is your eye drawn to? Um, I suppose I was really impressed by what Limerick did that day in, uh, in, in Pierce Stadium. They had a very substantial league, you know, went five for five in their division. And then obviously had that one-day cricket match against Clare. Um, <laughs> you know, 
they, they, they just they, they look like a team that's sort of traveling in the right direction. Waterford, I mean, they have a very, very difficult proposition in the sense that they're going to be playing all their all their, mm. all their games away from, uh, from from home in the Munster Championship. Um, and Wax, Wexford also, I mean, I think they play four four weekends running. Yeah. And it it really all depends on just how they come out of those early two games. I mean, if they build up a bit of momentum, then it's going to sort of seem like a perfect run into playing their 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 final game against Kilkenny, as far as I know. But you know, a couple of injuries or you know, an, uh, sort of a setback early on, and suddenly it becomes it becomes very difficult. So it really is. Um, it's a step into the unknown, I think, for for for, for a lot of counties, and it's it's really difficult to predict uh, how it's how it's how it's going to go for those for those I suppose fringe contenders. Sean, in Munster, um, we've we saw kind of Tip and Limerick in the latter stages of the league, and there's been a lot of talk about Waterford and their difficulties about not having home games, but it means that Cork and Clare have very much so gone under the radar. And they both, Clare had an interest in preparation for the championship where they very much so zeroed in on 20 to 25 players. I think they only used 25 players in the 26, league. 26, 26 yeah. players. Wexford had 25 and Clare had 26. Yeah. They, they very much so didn't, like or, um, Limerick used over 30. Clare seemed to be targeting and preparing for this and they've managed to get there with very little fuss. Would you expect uh, them to impress you this year? Possibly. I mean, the thing about Clare is that we've since 2013 we've been waiting for Clare to rematerialise as you know the the All Ireland winners they, they were at that at that stage. Um, they started the league well. They, they, they had some good wins, uh, but they, they were very conservative in the selection, as as you said. I mean, I think they probably uh, had more had more. People who started every game than than any other. I think that yeah, I think they had eleven yeah. eleven guys started Which, every game. Yeah. Is that the preparation for the, this this particular structure? I mean, we, we wait and see because obviously, unless you get injuries or suspension or, or something, you know, you you, you you keep going. But I think that the problem for Clare really, you know, in in recent times is that they they. They haven't been able to win out close matches in, in in the end. Like they always seem to get taken by the by by the tape, and uh, that you know it it it's good for them in the sense that the I think the, the this format will will suit in that you're not talking about you know a sequence of high pressure collisions which which championship was uh, last year, and they showed a bit of a revival by getting to a monster final uh, last year, although reasonably well beaten by Cork in the final. Um, I, I, I think obviously they have the they have the, the the talent there. They look like they're sorting out their their full back line, which looked a bit caught for pace dur- during the league. Um, as for Cork, I mean it, it's extraordinary when you think of it. I mean Cork last year were real outliers for the Munster Championship were, and ended up winning were, it. They were the outside. I couldn't uh, they, believe this when I went back and checked. Yeah. It. They were the outsiders at uh, ten to one. Ten to one for yeah. for, for Munster and. Uh, they're 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 actually uh, they're actually quite long odds now for a team that's yeah. the champions, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. and we're in an All Ireland semi final uh, l- last year. Um, so it, it, I don't think you can write out of the equation anyone at at the moment in 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 Munster because not so much because the you know 
there's a high high level as that every you can pick holes in every team's challenge and as things would, stand. You would expect everybody to take points off everybody. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the chances of going through that with a hundred percent record, you'd imagine, are, are are slim enough. Or a or a zero percent record. Or a zero percent yeah. record. But in Cork's in Cork's favour is the fact that uh, they have the new Parky Cueve mm. built now. Mm. They've the biggest support in, in, in hurling and if they start well and that swings behind them, they they will be quite formidable uh, th- th- this summer. So I, I think, you know, it's a question that it's competitive, but th- there are flaws really to, to every team in Munster. It goes, goes back to my original point here that, that, you know, the players can't wait. Managers are excited by it. I think the general public are excited by it. And I think the hurling, as you said, Sean, the, 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 certainly provincial hurling needed that more, more than ever. And that we'll probably find some flaw eventually down the road when it comes to maybe those relegation games or something like that. But Certainly find something to complain about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but for the time being, I mean, again, I've, I've no, no player we've come across as, as, as uh, expressed any sort of negative negative vibes at all about this. And that, that must be a first for the GA. I th- it, it is interesting, actually, just uh, uh, having had the, these two conversations about the, the two separate championships. Uh, you're right, John. The, the the structure has totally dictates how you talk about it. Like we haven't really mentioned the All Ireland series in in hurling because all you're focused on is this new structure. Whereas in football, all we talked about was the super hits. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Which just means the that the it dominates the the thinking around it. Maybe they got it right. Uh, the, the idea that the the hurling. Provincial hurling championships could be reinvigorated by by by, by this by this mm-hmm. system. The hurling's problem has always been shortage of of, yeah. of top class counties. Yeah. So making them play each other more more often makes who, sense. Who would have thought it would have taken this long to think of this? <laughs> Listen, lads, thanks a million. Uh, as I say, we'll be prevailing upon you as the year goes on. Um, thanks very much to Sean Moran, Ian O'Reardon, Keith Duggan out west. All right, lads. Thank you very much, Pat. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Malky. Thank you to Declan behind the desk. Uh, we can be got at uh, at a time at irishtimes.com. Uh, we're all on Twitter. Uh, Sean is probably lurking there somewhere, but none of us know what his uh, handle is, so we won't, <laughs> we won't press him too much. And uh, you can chat to us all next week, or indeed we'll chat to you. Thanks very much, everyone.